Welcome to the 7Dev Podcast, Episode 6, Re-Evaluating the MERN Stack. I'm your host, Christian Freeman, and in this podcast, we talk about hacking the software development career. So anything like career tips or tools, tricks, methodologies that you can use to increase your productivity and do better in your software engineering career. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the MERN Stack. That's Mongo, Express, React, and Node. And the MERN Stack has been the most popular way to do particularly the back-end development required of most applications in a JavaScript context for a long time now. And with a couple things that have come out recently and really just a general trend of the way that full-stack development is moving in the last couple years, I thought it'd be interesting in this episode to re-evaluate the MERN stack, particularly in 2023. So we'll go through it piece by piece and we'll look at are there things that have changed? Are there things that have been replaced by better technology? And are there things that maybe still there hasn't been something particularly compelling to move off of pieces of the MERN stack. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to subscribe. We post weekly episodes on all things full stack development and check out our social media posts. It's seven, that's the number seven, D-O-T-D-E-V, seven.dev on all social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and uh, everywhere else. Okay, so the MERN stack was just for some historical context initiated in the 2010s. It's funny, that sounds like a totally different decade now. It wasn't that long ago, um, recording in 2023. But the MERN stack really combined a lot of tools that were really reaching popularity at the time. So again, that's Mongo, which is your database layer. Express, which is the backend Node.js framework for building APIs. React, which I'm sure you probably know, it's the front-end UI framework on Facebook or Meta that allows you to build component-based uh, user interfaces. And then Node, obviously the sort of JavaScript runtime that we use to run all of that Mongo and uh, Express technology. And for a long time, I think that worked really well. And I don't, I'm not going to tell you here in this episode that it doesn't work well now. It still obviously does. It's just that there has been a lot of things that have changed in the last couple of years that might be more compelling than where we uh, left off with the MERN stack. I'm also not going to propose some new stack here. I'm not going to try and come up with some acronym and trademark it or something. Mostly just reflections on, on how stuff has changed. But basically all of that stuff in in the 2010s, it, it was just reaching popularity. Like Express had come along and it was, and still is, probably the predominant backend framework for Node. React, obviously, was, this is my personal opinion, but just so much better than any of the UI frameworks that we had been using up until then. You know, I'd use stuff like Ember or just straight up jQuery. And and React was so much easier to think about and, and really made building reactive, unintended, kind of interactive applications um, so much easier. And all this stuff just coalesced at the perfect time to build to build applications that were fully JavaScript, which is great. And I think that's probably the, the key part here, right, is that it was all using JavaScript. And uh, no matter what kind of application you wanted to build, whether you wanted to build something really data heavy, Mongo was flexible enough that you could do that. Mongo being this sort of NoSQL document database, it all just coalesced into a perfect storm and the MERN stack really took over. A lot of people don't know that the MERN stack actually began as the mean stack. That was the original terminology in 2013. And uh, that was just a slight variation on MERN to use Angular. So Mongo, Express, Angular, and Node. And then as time went on and, and React became obviously the most popular framework in the JavaScript world in the front end, that was replaced with MERN. And so 2013, that's about 10 years ago, a time of recording. So things have changed a lot. I think the biggest thing that's changed is that people are writing TypeScript. So TypeScript, I'm not sure if it actually existed in 2013. I'm pretty sure it didn't, but it certainly was not possible. 
particular. And the idea that you were going to be writing typed JavaScript is hard to imagine if you went back to 2013. So that has really changed a lot of things. And I think that the whole idea of like writing type JavaScript as the primary way which you're doing full stack development really changes the whole dynamic. And I think one place that is not super conducive, and this is just a personal opinion, having worked in these tools for a long time, something that's not particularly conducive with with types and with typed JavaScript is NoSQL, and particularly using Mongo. So I've used Mongo a fair amount. I think it's fine, but I come from a background of using Ruby on Rails, which generally is very SQL heavy. Started with MySQL and moved to Postgres. And I think that has been another big transition is that a lot of full stack developers, in my experience, they uh, tend to want to go back to SQL as much as they can. Certain applications really do well with document databases, but generally once an application reaches sufficient complexity, and I know this is a, a separate tangent point, but I do think it's important to this whole idea of the MERN stack is that when it reaches a sufficient complexity, people tend to want to go back to SQL because they just start trying to figure out how to manage this really loosely structured database, essentially. So I think that's one thing that's changed as well. And the other parts of this React and Node are, I would say, in the midst of a really big transition. So React has been around for a long time now, and people are finding that it works really well in a lot of situations, but they tend to want more features out of it. So there's been these sort of additional frameworks on top of it, such as Next and Astro and all kinds of frameworks like that, which have taken the ideas behind React, which is like component-based rendering and routing and things like that, and turning it into a full stack framework. So Next can run backend API routes or serverless functions side by side. Astro and other tools like that, Gatsby is is an example from a couple years ago that I think is less popular now. But both of these have the ability to do declarative rendering of building applications using data, sort of jam stacky sort of stuff. And that whole world has really transformed the React side of this as well. Finally, I think Node is the uh, most interesting piece of this that's really seeing a big change right now as we're recording with the release of Bun. Bun 1.0 came out, I think it was about a week or two weeks ago at time of recording, and it is so fast and so performant compared to Node that it's a really interesting time to to be building applications with Node. So if you switch over to Bun, you're going to see that everything builds a lot faster. It tends to run a lot faster for most of these situations. It's very compelling to potentially switch, yeah, to switch to Bun. So all of this comes together to be, like I said, it's been about 10 years since the MERN stack was officially coined, or the MEAN stack, which then became the MERN stack. And I think it's time to evaluate, are there other tools and other methodologies that we could be using to build full stack applications and get some of the benefits of everything that's changed in the last decade? What I'm going to do is I'm going to posit how I would update this stack. Like I said, I'm not going to try and come up with a new stack and trademark it or something. I'm just telling you the things that I think have replaced each of these and, and why I find them interesting. And there's the way that ecosystem has changed in full stack development in particular. We're, we're in like a golden era, I think. For better or worse, so much is changing, but there are so many interesting tools and things like that to, to check out. It's a good time to to reevaluate. So let's start with Mongo and the idea of databases. I think the biggest thing that's changed here is the growth of kind of cloud-based database providers. The two that I think of as the most popular right now are Supabase and PlanetScale, and they have a lot of things about them that are really compelling. Taking Supabase, for example, it is basically Postgres with an awesome built-in JavaScript API, subscriptions, all kinds of extensions and add-ons for newer things like AI development. And it's a really compelling way to, to stand up a 
actual SQL database, but still make use of kind of ORM-like functionality and things like that. And at the end of the day, you get the usability of, say, a Mongo JavaScript API, but with actual SQL under the hood. PlanetScale covers something similar, but I think its real advantage is that it's automatically distributed around the world. So you can have your PlanetScale database be super low latency no matter where your user is in the world. And both of those things make it a really compelling idea to switch from both from NoSQL and from Mongo to something that is maintaining all of the usability aspects of something like that, but actually under the hood is real SQL and has kind of performance benefits, latency benefits, and uh, features like real-time subscriptions and all kinds of stuff like that. Now, Express is the interesting one here because I think a lot of people still use Express. And there's also this idea that tools like Next or tools like Astro are coming along and taking some of that market share of like backend routing out of tools like Express. So Next, for instance, like I said, can do backend API functions. It can deploy things to serverless and it can take away the idea of like, how do I load data? I need to set up like a controller or a route or something in order to provide the data to my front end UI. A lot of frameworks do that for you now. So it's less apparent why you might need something like that. I personally really like a framework called Hano, H-O-N-O. It's a multi-platform, so it supports Node and it supports Dino as well as Cloudflare Workers and all kinds of other serverless framework platforms. I think that if you need to build something that is an API routing application to power your front end, I think Hano is really compelling. It's a lot faster and uses a lot less memory. The package size is a lot smaller. The API is just super clean. I think it's a very interesting uh, tool that supports a bunch of these sort of more feature looking platforms, not just a sort of traditional node server. Now, I think I've covered the React side of this. There's tools like Next and Astro. I personally am interested in Astro a lot. I saw some interesting stuff recently, which I'll put in the uh, show notes for Astro support of view transitions, which is super interesting. You can basically click between routes and it will automatically animate those transitions. It is the kind of stuff that I literally could not imagine building on the web. That's the sort of stuff you would normally see on like an iOS app or something like that, but it's just built into Astro. It also has really good support for building things like collections, take a JSON route and build a page for each item in that JSON route so you can get some sort of pre-rendering and stuff like that. Overall, I think it's a really interesting tool and that's probably where I would invest my time now if I was going to look into something that kind of builds on React. And then the final piece is Node, which I've mentioned a couple times now. I think that Bun is easily the most compelling uh, thing to replace Node with. You can basically drop it in and see a lot of performance improvements, and I'm sure that will continue to improve as Bun moves past basically version 1.0 and maybe like 1.0.2 right now. It's super early days, but there's a lot of advantages to that in terms of performance. Node has a reputation for being pretty memory heavy, and that's why a lot of people will switch to like Rust or Go to build more complex applications. But with Bun, if we can still keep writing JavaScript, but see a lot less memory usage, that's obviously super exciting. So all of this together, I'm not going to try and give it some fancy term for, I'm trying to think what that would be. Let's see. Superbase, Hano, Astro, and Bun. Shab. <laughs> the Shab stack. It's really not exciting or or catchy like Mern, but the Shab stack or whatever that would be. I think there's a lot of really interesting elements to it. It, it is still very JavaScript focused. So just like the Mern stack, you're writing a lot of JavaScript, but you have all these new features in terms of, say, with Superbase, you have subscriptions and sort of real-time applications. You have really low memory usage with Bun, and then you have modern UI stuff like transitions and pre-rendering and things like that through Astro or through Next. And so overall, I think it's a, 
a really interesting collection of tools that definitely advances what we did 10 years ago with the MERN stack. And so I'm sure a year or two from now, I, I may have a different opinion on what's the framework to use in the front end or what's the express replacement or things like that. But I think that there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in this uh, ecosystem right now. And with MERN being 10 years old, it was an interesting time to go back and reflect. And especially with the release of BUN, I think we're looking at what would it look like to not use Node as the runtime anymore? Like what if we switched out for something else because there are actually compelling alternatives to that? One thing I'll shout out that I didn't talk too much about as a sort of BUN alternative is Dino, which was built by the Node creator. It also has really interesting memory characteristics and has a lot of interesting API things that make it very different from Node, but it does have a little bit more of a switching cost versus BUN, which is drop-in. So if you enjoyed this episode and found it interesting, make sure to subscribe. You can go to podcast.7.dev and you can find links to subscribe in all the different platforms like Spotify, iTunes, etc. And then follow on social media. It's at 7.dev, so 7.dev, where we post daily videos on all kinds of programming topics. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening and see you in the next episode.